young guys prepared to prepare. I'm getting ready to get ready. Yeah. Right. Like I've got to, I've, I have to watch all of these things first before I even try it once. Not true. I have to know the perfect pitch before I, I get out there and knock a door. Not true. Bro, go out and stumble fast and then get to the next one and then get to the next one and then get to the next one. The most, the, the more swings of the bat you can take at the start, the better it's going to be for you. Welcome to Go Mountain. I'm your host, Isaac Johnson. I went to Goat Mountain, Goat Mountain, Goat Mountain, Goat Mountain, Goat Mountain, Goat Mountain. Welcome to Goat Mountain. I'm your host, Isaac Johnson. Today is the first ever episode, and we have none other than the GOAT, Ashton Buzzwell, as you all should know him. One of the best to ever do it, if not the best, still doing it. We talked about everything. We laughed a little. We cried a little. We talked about his adventures on becoming the GOAT. So please grab your notebooks, grab your pens. You guys are going to want to take notes during this one. He dropped some gems. So make sure you you listen up. Let's go. How you been, man? Good, dude. Yeah, things good. Life's good. good. Family's yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. What's new? Life's good. Uh, the new the newest thing we kind of talked yes. a little bit about my in our pregame for this. My daughter uh, ran nationals for track. Little ten year old girl. Uh, we kind of accidentally found out she was really, really fast. We knew she was fast. Yeah. Because she's on the soccer team, but she's been a soccer player, star mm-hmm. soccer player, number one player on her team, number one team, right, for her, her the club that she's on. And uh, my brother thought she should, we had an extra weekend and they had a track tournament, a track meet. So why don't you throw her in? And she won the 100, she won the 200, and all these teams wanted her to be on their four by 100 team. Anyway, she qualified for nationals and, didn't so make awesome. the didn't make the individual final. Uh, you know, she was the thirteenth fastest in the semis. Yes. But her four by one hundred team made the made the final and got sixth. So so cool. Yeah. And now she's gonna get into track. And now she's gonna get into track. Yeah. That may be her new thing. Yeah. We'll see. Still gonna do soccer. She'll, she, yeah, yeah. She's still doing soccer. She was like so happy to go back to soccer, like all her friends and yeah. you know what I mean? All that stuff. So Good. Yeah. Good. Um what about in 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 the solar game? What's new? I know Nem three happened a little bit ago, but what you travel around the country? What's the what's the landscape landscape looking like? Um, solar is such a, in in a, such a solid place. Like yeah. solar in general, we both work for Legacy. Mm-hmm. Legacy's in a crazy solid place. Like financials, business, operations, like all of it. But solar in general is in a good place. I think we got to make sure that people are doing things honestly and ethically. Yep. across the board, no matter what, or else it could mess up some things in different states, right? And if one state thinks one solar is bad in one area, then it could roll over to other ones. But right now, I think overall, solar is in a great spot. California is in a great spot. I'm happy that people came in or, or were here and then left mm-hmm. because the utility companies just went up again and batteries are phenomenal. And, yeah. and we're right back to where we were before. Our numbers are getting there. Yeah, right before we... Admittedly, we had to get a little bit uh, better at selling as a, as a whole. You know what I mean? Yeah. There were a couple of people that were out there 
that were were just giving away solar that was i'll cut your bill in half and that was their wholesale so people definitely had to learn it worked it worked for a long time yeah and uh so people definitely had to sharpen the sales skills and and now we're back right 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 on track yeah right yeah right back up where we were how many deals was it last week in valor who i don't know some valor legacy did 748 last week i saw your post 11 million dollars 11 million dollars in commissions last week 11 million dollars in commissions in one week solar is a ask about killer sales yeah Yeah. cool um so let's just i i know we could sit here all day and talk about your story i've talked about a little bit before we've we've had this meeting but let's start in in call you started sales in college like 2005 Mm -hmm. you said right yeah Let's let's talk about that a little bit in your your sales journey. How'd you how'd you get here? So I started doing door to door sales in two thousand five. My I only lost a, my junior year in wrestling once uh, against a, a guy a, a good friend of mine, and his dad. After I I served a mission for my church and I came home and I was working at a steel a steel plant, mm-hmm. just kind of grunt work. <laughs> As like a twenty one year old kid, and his dad was like the state wrestling coach. For freestyle and Greco Roman, he said, Hey Ashton, Brandon's doing this door to door sales. You should do it. You would be awesome at it. I was like, I don't know anything about sales. I I know nothing about sales. I've never it's never crossed my mind that I would ever be a salesman in my whole life. Yeah. Um my bad my dad's been a business development guy. Turns out that's a lot of sales stuff. But anyway, he was like, I, you don't even know a whole lot. You just need to know how to work hard. And I was like, well I know how to work hard. He's like, yeah, you should do it. So his son came home from the then summer program, met with him. And I was like, all right, dude. If, he, he said, dude, you can make $10,000 in a summer, maybe $20,000. And and if then you don't have to – I was like, if I can make $20,000 and I have to worry about a job and just focus on grades and girls in college, uh, I'm down. You know. <laughs> so I went out there and worked my guts out. I made double what – I made 40000 instead of 20000 Your first summer. My first summer. What was and this selling? Selling satellites. So okay. way back in 2005, yep. when a lot of people, when you were probably in elementary school or maybe not even in elementary school, I don't no, know. I was, I was 14. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's crazy. A freshman. Dude, it's crazy. I'll go to people, I'll go to offices yeah. all the time. And I legit had maybe like two weeks ago, I went to an office where I said, who, like, who, who's the youngest person in here? When were you born? They were born in 2005. When were you born in 2005? In November. Dude, I started selling before you were born. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes me feel old. I, I, I consider myself still a young man and try to keep fit like a young man, but <laughs> kind of crazy. But anyway, I started knocking satellites in 2005. Yeah. Did really well. Became a regional manager. And then that company kind of was going under. Then I transferred over to Alarms, started selling Alarms in when two, was that? 2008. Okay. Did really well. My first, my first year, I got 250 alarm sales, which is a really good, good number. Yeah. But no one was talking about it because our co-founder, Luke Toon, he got 550 too. Luke. And, and so he, uh, so no one was cared, no one cared that I was doing good. They just yeah. were focused on him. But anyway, so I, I did alarms for three years and then I got out of door to door sales. I was like, done. I didn't want to do it anymore. My brother like burned out. Yeah, kind of. My brother was just, and, and yeah, burned out. I, I didn't realize that the satellite cell and the alarm cell were kind of a little bit of an argument cell. Like, like my TV's better than your TV. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Hmm. Or 
I mean, your your neighborhood's fine, but right over there, some you know, there's some bad stuff going on. No, there's not. Yes, it is. Right. And so it kind of became like a little bit of a of an argument. And I was just like, I don't I don't need to argue with people to get the sales. So I got out. My brother convinced me that I should be an entrepreneur with him because if I, I you know door to door sales is 100 percent commission. Mm-hmm. So you you survive on if you make sales or not. Yeah. Right. So he's like, you're already doing it. If you're already doing it, might as well come and do it with me. We can go build up some businesses. So I moved to San Diego, started a carpet recycling business. Probably never heard of that. No. And a cement powder business. Probably also never heard of that. <laughs> uh, and we were going to start like a, a paycheck, like cash, uh, you know, payday cash kind of mm-hmm. payday loan sort of thing. We didn't ever start that one, but we did do the other two and became a stat. You know, most businesses fell within the first year. Carpet recycling failed. Uh, cement powder went for a few years, but anyway, then I got roped. I did alarm. I did uh, that for a year. Then I did LED lighting for a year. Then I did business networking for a year. And then Luke Toon called me and said, "Hey, man, thinking about leaving alarms and going to solar. I trust you more than anybody I know. I want to have you come and check it out." So he flew me up to corporate, and uh, wasn't wasn't legacy at the time. Fell in love with solar. Fell in love with the idea, and then was did that for eight months. And then legacy started eight months later and I've been at legacy ever since and I've loved it. So that was a long, that was a long, no, you're good. You were, <laughs> so a long you, story. as far as I but, know, correct me if I'm wrong, which I, I never am, but you were employee number one, employee number one at legacy. for legacy power. Yeah. And I remember you, we, when we talked before, you said you weren't necessarily the sales rabbit that you, that you're known as today until was it Luke? asked you like told you that you he needed you well to be? Not, he, he didn't ever say that so i was i the year before i did solar i was mm-hmm. working at a business networking group mm-hmm. and everyone loved me and mm-hmm. i loved everyone so i was like dude this is gonna be easy i'll just switch over to this i'll talk to all the people that already love me and they'll all buy from me mm-hmm. i'll make a million dollars just because i have all these relationships and so i was spending all of my time networking and not knocking on doors Mm. so what luke asked me to do he's like dude you're really good at knocking on doors Mm -hmm. can you please like instead of going 90 percent networking and 10 percent knocking doors maybe go like 60 40 or 50 50 so i did i went 50 50 knocking doors compared to networking and my numbers went way up and then i was like all right well maybe and then i just kind of kept ratcheting down the networking and more up with the Mm -hmm. with the door knocking i got to a point of like 90 10 and was crushing it and now I, I still do networking, but not like maybe a couple percent of my time is networking because I think there's business to be had with other real of estate course. agents and other people. But I, I learned that if you're going to go talk to somebody about their house, you might as well go to their house to talk to them about their house instead of going to a networking a meeting and say, tell me about your house. Oh, and then let's go to your house. Yeah, I might as well just go to the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I did have what happened was our no one in our company before at you know, when we sold alarms and satellites, Luke was the rabbit. Mm-hmm. And it's always important to have somebody that you want to be like and or that's like pulling everybody up like, all right, if he can do 10 in a day, then I can do five. Right. And you'll do if you're a leader or a manager in an office, your team's only going to do half of what you do. Yeah. Right. If that. What's that? Love the lid. Right. Yeah. So if you're if, it, if they see you struggling to do two, they're not going to do three. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? And you'll have sure. some exceptions. You'd be an exception. If your leaders aren't doing it, you would pull through and you'd figure out a way to do more than them, yeah. right? Because you believed you could. Mm-hmm. But anyway, in Legacy, I saw that we didn't have a rabbit 
And in 2015, I, I decided, you know what? I need to be the rabbit. From July 1st to December 31st, I'm going to get 100 installs. No one had ever done that. That was like way off the radar. And I was like, somebody needs to be the rabbit. It's never been me. I've been good, but I needed to learn how to be the rabbit. So I went ahead and became the rabbit. And then just did 100 installs a year or more every year, five years in a row. Boom, 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 boom. And now I've got almost 1,000 installed customers that give me referrals all the time. I'll probably do 60 installs a year for the rest of my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. because I have yeah. a thousand people that are saving a bunch of money or doing good for the world and all those things mm-hmm. that they'll keep giving me referrals. So Yeah. What what percentage would you say of your deals are referrals at this point? At this point? Yeah. Um over 90%. That's that's the goal, man. That's the goal. That's the fun money. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. To go into a guy's house and say, "Hey, we don't have time. We have, we don't have time to research this, but we trust Mike, and Mike told us that we should go with you. So, what do we need to do to get this going?" And then I still pause and I, I'll go through the whole process with them because I want them to know that I I'm not just there to make money. Yeah, right. And and I want them to know when they refer me to other people that their friends are going to be they're going to get the whole gamut too. Mm-hmm. they're going to get taken care of, not just like come in and just be a transaction based, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so it probably takes longer sometimes than they would hope, but it works out for my benefit because then they refer me and they know their friends will get it and all those things. So, yeah. but that's fun money. Walk yeah. in, somebody says, I want your stuff within 10 minutes. Yeah. You walk away $6,000 richer. That's a good day. That is a good day. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I mean, I did your your training that you did not too long ago and your referral training is Yeah. If you haven't seen Ashton's referral training, buy it, get it. Yeah. Talk to him. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> it is worth it. Yeah. Um one thing I I brought it up earlier. I we've never really talked about who were who were your mentors when you first started out? Ooh, good question. Um my my biggest mentor is my dad. Mm-hmm. Like without a doubt. My dad is the wealthiest person that I know. Mm-hmm. And his wealth isn't in dollars, but in relationships. And I want to be like my dad. Um, I was just with my brothers. I also want to be like my brothers. We're, we're a lot like our dad. We all want to be like our dad. And uh, so my biggest mentor is my dad. So I'll go to my dad and ask my dad questions about all kinds of things all the time. And, uh, and he's really big about relationships. In the sales, like in sales, there was a guy, uh, his name was Brandon Grover that was a co-owner of the very first company that I started in. And then he also did pest control things. You may, there may be some times where you've heard some things of things that I recorded that when I first started, I was gobbling up everything that I could. Mm-hmm. I was getting my hands on any bit of training that I could. And I found a, a DVD. That's how old I am. It wasn't online. It wasn't YouTube. <laughs> it was whatever. It was just DVDs. I found a DVD of Brandon selling pest control. And I respected him. He was a man of his word. He had integrity. He was a kind of guy that I would like to sell like and live like. And I watched all of his pest control training. And again, I was selling satellites. I've never sold pest control. Zero time. I've sold zero <laughs> pest control accounts. And But I wanted to learn from people that had integrity. And he was one of those guys. So I learned from him. Um and I, I've thought about it. I don't know that I have a ton of like people that I would call this guy is like somebody that I consider a big mentor of mine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually a hole in my arsenal. I really think I should have more 
mentors, but I kind of have with three brothers and a dad, I have four really strong, really strong, solid mentors within my family. And not everybody gets that. Not everybody it's worked has out. That. It's worked out. <laughs> yeah, it's worked out. It's worked out. Um, but those are those are my biggest mentors. Those Where do you fall sure. in the your brothers? Are you oldest, youngest, middle? Um, I'm in the middle. There's eight kids in my family. Oh, the first five of us are really close in age. So it goes boy, girl, boy, 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 girl, girl, girl. So four boys, four girls. But the first five of us, you know, we're within like um, five and a half, six years of each other. Okay. So that we're all crazy and we're actually really tight with all of our, our our siblings but so those our brothers were really close in age my little brother just turned 40 i'm 41 my brother older than me is 42 oh. and then 45 right yeah. so like we're all really close in age and live life you know in in similar ways because we're pretty close to the same age but yeah yeah that's cool they the, one of the, one of the things i'll attribute you didn't ask this question but i'll tell you one of the things I like to attribute my success in life, a lot of my grittiness, a lot of my hustle, is my that my those first five siblings mm-hmm. being really really tough. We were all competitive. We were all into sports. Sometimes we had to fight for food. We didn't have a lot of a lot of money, but we had each other and we had enough. We always had enough. I never thought we don't have enough. So I was super grateful to my parents for that. But my oldest brother was crazy competitive and really talented. My oldest sister could beat us all up. She was like <laughs> super tough, man. She went to college for volleyball. She walked on later at a different college for soccer. She, she really, if we wouldn't have moved, she, she may have played internationally in soccer. Like she was wow. so tough. And she legit pinned me in wrestling one time. I, I wrestled, I was a national champion in college, junior college, and the year before or two years before she legit pinned me. Now she only beat me once, but she tells <laughs> well, she's her, done it. she's done it <laughs> and anyway. So she was super tough. The other, the brother just older than me was, was about the same size as my oldest brother. Then there was me. Then there was my little brother and my little brother was a little skinnier build. And so everybody was like super soft and nice to my little brother. No one gave me any kind of grace. Cause I was like a bigger build, like my brother just older than me. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was competitive and I was good. So I just, I had to fight for survival in any game that we played in any sport that we played. And I think, I mean, there was a study ESPN or sports illustrated. One of those did a study about like people that had older siblings, Mm -hmm. but a lot of younger siblings became really, really exceptional because they had older, older people to kind of pull them forward, you know? Um, Anyway, so I, cre- I I attribute a lot of my success to being pushed as a kid and as an adult by my those the the five of us siblings, you know. Yeah. I have three brothers myself and I there's only it's very similar. So there's two older than me and then one younger. Yeah, sweet. And Nathaniel is the baby and no one, you know, everyone babied so him. So nice and, to him. And so nice to him. But yeah, I was the competitive sports one that one, and so yeah, I I had to grind to get attention and also, you know, yeah, and uh, and prove that I was more athletic than my older brothers and all that other stuff. Yeah. We're all we're all still competitive. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, we yeah. have our Johnson boys chat and it we drive intense. each other. It yeah. gets it gets intense. <laughs> yeah, some stuff I can't say on here. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, but my little brother, he'll tell you I. We're a big reason. He's very successful now. And uh, 
we paved the way for him and yeah. my older brothers paved the way for me. So for sure. Definitely makes sense. Yeah. Super grateful to, to all my brothers. My oldest brother, I wrestled in high school, college. I qualified to wrestle for the United States of America when I was 15. So I represented the United States. And my oldest brother was like, dude, older brother, older brother rule, I'll always be better than you in wrestling. <laughs> Just because he's older. I'm like, that's not how it works, man. But anyway. I subscribe to that. He still thinks he I can. Do, yeah, yeah. He yeah. still thinks he can. I don't think he can. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Hey, we'll get a cage. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it happens. Cool. Um, so throughout your journey, what are, because, you know, to get to the top of Goat Mountain is not smooth. If a mountain was smooth, we wouldn't be able to climb it, right? So what are uh, what are some big challenges that you face along the way so that stick out mm. to you? So the biggest challenge, so the, the most effective people in the world are consistent at whatever it is that they do. The, it, it's a, it's a, but it can be monotonous. It can be boring. It can be like drudgery you know like i gotta gotta do this again Mm -hmm. here it goes again right the best sales guys i know say the exact same thing in their closes and they make it sound like it's fresh Mm -hmm. they've never said it before and so the hardest part of becoming at the top of your game in any industry in any aspect of life is that you have to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, right? And not lose the enthusiasm to continue to do it. Yeah. So the biggest challenge, there wasn't, there hasn't been like a, I broke my leg and then I had to go do this thing or, you know, I had a, a any kind of separation with my wife or a kid or anything like that. And knock on wood, any of that stuff happens, right? Um, so it hasn't been like this one moment in time mm-hmm. that sparked all of it. But I did make a decision to be the rabbit mm-hmm. in one moment in time and did make a decision that this is something that I wanted to go get after. And I knew that that wasn't just a one-time event. That was like I was making a commitment for a really long time. So the biggest challenge in any aspect of life is the consistency. If you want to be healthy, you got to consistently work out. You got to consistently eat properly, right? When a cake comes to the to the table, sometimes you got to say no. When friends are bringing candy and throwing candy out, sometimes you just got to say no. Everybody's drinking soda. You got to drink water. <laughs> you know, like yeah. consistently doing that. It, it uh, you know, being intentional about it and then consistently doing it over and over and over again is that's how Kobe became the best. That's how Michael Jordan became the best. Right? All these guys that people would consider the best. I don't know. I haven't fact checked. And I don't, me and Tom Brady aren't friends, <laughs> but somebody told me that that dude went to bed at 9 a.m. or not 9 a.m., 9 p.m. like every night for years. I think that's true. Yeah. As And that's a sacrifice. Yeah. When you're in your prime of your 20s and your 30s mm-hmm. and even just go hang out, like mm-hmm. most people are hanging out till like 10, but he's in, he's sleeping by nine Yeah. so that he could get a full, like his brain could be sharp. Mm-hmm. So that he could wake be, up early. Yeah, wake fresh. up early, get tons of crap done. But that's that's a sacrifice that he made. Again, I don't. I haven't fact checked it. I haven't yeah. asked him, but I've I've heard it from more than one person. And is that true, Tom? Tom, is that true? Did you really go to sleep at Jamie? Look that up. 
can somebody can somebody check this out <laughs> so you know that's 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 him doing something that's a challenge over and over and over again it's not it may not appear like that's a really big deal yeah but doing that for years yeah did it pay off yeah right for sure he was always sharp he was always like mentally in the game his body was always healthy mm-hmm. and sleep is something that a lot of people miss because they think oh i got to grind this extra thing and he was like no sleep's actually really important so i'm going to go to bed yeah you know anyway yeah. so that's my that's the biggest challenge that i've consistently. faced consistently consistency is doing yeah consistently doing the things that are going to get me to where i want to go okay and not like not drifting from that makes sense and i mean yeah i have i I'm not 100% sure about Tom Brady, but I have heard the Kobe Bryant stories of like Allen Iverson and all them inviting him to the club and Kobe never went to the club. Kobe never went to hang out with them. He either went to the gym or went home and and rested. I believe that. that is why he had his five rings. Yeah, yeah. Is a go. That was, yeah, that was a sacrifice. You know? Yeah. That actually leads me to my my next thing. I mean, you kind of the same question, but different. Can you think of, like, what are some consistent sacrifices that you make that you would say you don't see others making even other top producers that sets you apart so i talk about like sacrificing at the right time Mm -hmm. that's something that i like believe in yeah is that hopefully your life isn't always a sacrifice if it's always a sacrifice you're not going to be enjoying life that much right Mm -hmm. so there needs to be times where you're where you're not sacrificing things and you're living to your fullest capacity for that thing, for your life in whatever. But so sacrificing at the right time, things that I've sacrificed is summers. A lot of people love their summer. I'm totally included in that. <laughs> I love <laughs> summer. And we've been trained as kids that, you know, school's drudgery and then yeah. summer and it's a party. Summer's vacation. Yeah. And yeah. you're just hanging out and you're having a good time all the time. And so when it comes summertime, we all want to be that way. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes summertime in door-to-door sales, that is the most important time to be knocking on doors, the most important time to be catching people at home. It's the most sun, like the, the sun is out the longest, mm-hmm. right? You've got the most prime time that you'll ever get in any other time of the year. Um, so so that, and then also Saturdays. Saturdays are so crucial for door-to-door sales in particular but I'd also say that it's it's important for anybody in their business. We're being videoed by these videographers. These guys got to sacrifice their Saturdays sometimes because other yeah. people want them to do stuff. And they could say, no, I just work Monday to Friday and probably have an excellent business. Mm-hmm. But if they want to get to another level, they've got to sacrifice some Saturdays. Yep. Right? And so summertimes and Saturdays. And then I also, for me in my in my journey, I sacrificed... So, like kind of to get the rocket ship off the ground at the start of my solar career, I sacrificed time at home with my kids. And it wasn't something that I really loved. In fact, I did not like it at all. But I was a part of two networking groups in the morning on Tuesday and Wednesday morning. And I would work, I would leave the house before they woke up. And I would usually work till nine or 10 at night. So I would leave at like six in the morning and get home at like nine or 10 at night to get the rocket ship off the ground. Mm-hmm. I, I did that so for, I don't know, about nine months to a year, I would see my kids Monday night and I wouldn't see them again till Thursday morning. That sucks. Yeah. Every, se- every single week, right? It wasn't like I 
I took weeks off on that schedule. Part of that being doing things consistently every single week. I would do that. What, what, was, what did you say? How uh, old were they at that time? The, um, they were my two oldest. They were probably like seven and four or something like that. Yeah. So they maybe they knew you were gone three. and stuff too. So it was definitely hard. It's not yeah, like they were babies. Not like they were babies. Yeah. yeah. So they would miss me and I would miss them. But I, would, I, would, I knew that to get the rocket ship off the ground, I had to do something different mm-hmm. and that I didn't have to do this forever. But I had to give an extra effort up front. And, and, and you, I guess you don't have to, right? But to be a top performer, I wanted to get to top performance fast. Yeah. If you want to get to 100 installs and start getting the referrals that you get from 100 in- installs... In, in solar, you can do that over two years or three years or four years. You can get there eventually. You can get it in one year. Or you can do it in six months. Or you can do, yeah. Right? Yeah. And once you're there, then people are going to start to give you referrals. So it's just up to you how fast you want to do it. And for me, for my sales career, and particularly in my time in solar, I wanted to, do, I wanted to get the rocket ship off the ground. And so I knew I needed to, to sacrifice some things. And that was time at home. Um with my kids and with my wife. Now I don't have to do that. I still sacrifice. Of course. Still do some sat- Saturdays. Yep. Still working during I the summer you out when there I Saturday. don't want to be, you know. We live in San Diego, so it's even harder for us. There's a, Summers are great here. Oh, so great. You know? <laughs> Beach is great. Everything's great. That, so that's some other sacrifice. You know, on Saturday when I was in my prime of knocking, I would tell my wife, listen, I want you to go to the barbecue I want you to go to the beach. I want you to go to the friend's house. I want you to do all those things on Saturday. Don't call me and tell me you're going. Take pictures. And then when I come home, you can be like, oh, we had this so much fun today. And I'll be like, oh, awesome. What did you do? And I'll ask you about it. But but I need to be focused. And, and, and it helped that I have a crazy supportive wife that was all in with me too, right? Where she understands this is not forever. She understands that this is a short period of time that we're going to do this. But it's going to be worth it. And so we, you know, she, she didn't do that. If there was, if there were, and if there were, if, if I was out knocking and she knew I was knocking, I would say, hey, listen, if it's emergency, obviously I'm going to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. Call me anytime. Call me actually anytime. And I'm going to try to answer your phone in the first two or three rings because you're my wife. You're my most important relationship on earth. That's what I want to have. Right. But just know I'm going to be working my guts out. So if it can wait, I'd appreciate it if it waited, right? If, you, if it's like we're planning for three weeks from now, I, I don't want to get a phone call at two in the afternoon on Saturday saying, hey, I was thinking about this thing in three weeks. Like we can wait. That can wait. Yeah. Right? And and sh- we've had that conversation. So that was, conversation, that was good yeah. for us to have, mm-hmm. right? Most of the time she wouldn't have thought like, oh, no worries. Like most people like a break mm-hmm. during the middle of their work day if they're out sweating it out out there. But but I want to be in the zone, man. I want to be focused. I want to be in the zone. I want to be in the game. And if I can be in the game and focused, then I'm going to be a lot more successful. Right? Yeah. So anyway. Nice. Going on tangents here. No. Sorry, dude. That's it. That's that's what we're here for. Get the nuggets out. I'm, I'm taking notes now. Yeah. That's how you know it's getting good. It's getting good. It's getting good. So you, t- you talked about the moment of becoming the rabbit, getting the rocket ship off the ground. What was the what was the catalyst? You just wanted to be great. Like what what was the catalyst that made you make that decision? 
man, the catalyst in making the decision of, of being the rabbit actually wasn't for me. It was for our company. Like we as a company needed something like that. And do I make good money because of that? Totally. Of course. Right? That's like the byproduct though. Like the decision in that moment was we as an organization need this. And I want to help out. And, you know, when I sold satellites my first summer, I made a similar decision for my little brother. There was a there was an incentive if 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 your month over month was better every single month, mm-hmm. then you could go on the, and you were in the top whatever percent of the company, then they were going to take you on a cruise. And if you were better month over month, then you could take a plus one. Or you had to be better by ten percent. Hmm. So my May was my worst month, and then June was better, July was better, and August was the best. And usually that's when everybody peters out in the summer. They're right. like. Dude, I'm done with this. I'm over this, mm. right? But it helped me to make a decision for my brother to take my brother on this cruise that was going back to where he served his mission for our church. And I thought that'd be a really cool thing to take your little brother on a trip to go back, you know, to see people that he loved. So the the catalyst of me getting going was that, and 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 I think that there's still there's still a lot of that, right? If if it's all just about me and the glory for me that doesn't that lasts but not super long mm-hmm. uh, you can after you get to a certain point it's like all right i've got an, i've got enough of that but i want to do this for x y and z reason and when you have a reason outside of yourself usually you can go a lot further than if it's just out of out of what you personally want or kind of an like a selfish motive so i feel like i operate in the same way i mean you don't need too much to be content for yourself. They say the stat, like if you make over $75,000 a year, you don't really need it. It's just stuff that you want, not need. Um, but yeah, I find myself the same struggling with some motivation for myself. But if I focus on, I'm doing this for my mom or I'm doing this for my girlfriend or I'm doing this for my little brother. Uh, it gets me out there. Yeah. Also, teamwork you brought it up legacy needed it yeah that's what motivates me more than anything too when pioneer town when my office is is down like that's when i come alive that's when i'm like okay they Let's go. they need me yeah you know let's turn it up um so i definitely i definitely relate to that yeah i know we've talked before about motivation and and discipline and stuff like that and i asked i've asked you what your why was before do you remember what you told me that you need a bag of wise. Exactly. The bag of wise. <laughs> that's man. how I operate. Exactly. It's a bag of wise. Yeah. You elaborate on that for a yeah, second. Man, yeah, man. I think so. Uh, I kind of learned this in Kansas City, um, Missouri, my first summer of door knocking, man. It's like 95% humidity, 95 degrees outside, miserable. And lots of times people's wise is their family, which is my, my main why, right? Mm-hmm. Is my family. But sometimes it's like, it's hot out here, man. <laughs> I want to go be with my family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're my why. Like, I just want to yeah. go see them. And I don't need to be rejected another 60 times today. And I don't need to sweat out here and lose two pounds of sweat. Yeah. I just want to go home and get some air conditioning on and hang out with my kids and my wife. So sometimes a, a one why won't pull you through. Mm-hmm. So I talk about having a bag of whys. Like, what are other things that you can have that are going to motivate you. 
some people that's you know for a lot of people it's it's financial independence that's amazing mm -hmm. it actually is a lot harder to get to there than you anticipate they're like oh dude i just gotta go sell this and i'll invest it in this and and boom i'm financially independent and that it is the formula but it actually takes a lot more to yeah. get there than a lot of people anticipate so that it's that or it's your family but sometimes like short-term motive of like, man, I've got to sell this amount of, of deals and then I'm going to go on a trip with my, with my kids. Mm -hmm. But I, before that time, I've got to hit this amount because I'm going to, I need to earn enough money to, and, and usually you earn enough money in like one or two sales, but, exactly. but you, you put it in like, this is my number for this time. Um, so the, a bag of what, like in my bag of wise is respect and honor. Like I want to earn your respect all of the time and I want to be an honorable person all of the time so that you see me as that so I, I, I that's in my bag of wise my family's in my bag of wise I want to own 40 doors I'm not there I'm not even close to there but I mm -hmm. want to own that right that's part of my bag of wise and and I would say you know when you're starting out I, it, it was it was fun for me to have twenty thousand dollars in my bank account like whoa that's a lot of money yeah and then when I got $40,000 in my bank account, I was like, this feels better than 20. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? And then, when they, and then I was like, what if I had 50 and 60 and, and 100? What if I had $100,000 in my bank account? Yeah. That became a why for a while. And then when I got there, I'm like, this feels really good. <laughs> and then I had to drain that and invest it somewhere. But I know what it felt like to have $100,000 in my bank account. And mm. now one of my bag of whys is I need to go get back to that again. Mm. Right, so I got my money working for me. It's not I. It's, I didn't lose it. I didn't gamble it away. I didn't blow it on stupid stuff. I put it in smart places, and shoot, it felt really good when I had a hundred thousand dollars in my bank. I need to go get back Let's to go that. Get it back. Yeah. So when you have a bag of whys and it's hard, if one why isn't working for you, then you can go to another one. Right? Like, oh yeah, mm. but I got this one too. Oh yeah, but I got this one too. All right, dude, I got lots of reasons to be grinding right now. I've got lots of reasons to fight through the hard parts. Exactly. And yeah. like you said, certain into certain instances, no matter how big the why is your family, my mom, whatever, it can get hot and it can, and you can, like you said, if, if my family's my why, why don't I call them? Why don't I go hang out with yeah. them? Yeah. And you got to dig into that bag. I've been using that since we've talked. I'm like, all right, let me dig into my bag. Here. What, bag what, yeah. <laughs> what is my why today? What will yeah. get me out there? Yeah. You know? And, yeah. uh, it works. Yeah. So thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. You got it. Um, tangent here. Have you been, have you sold any Everbright? Yeah. 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 It's rocking, huh? Yeah. Talk about EPCs and commissions. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good. This can be off the record, but I just yeah. wanted like, <laughs> we have not, yeah, that's been money. Yeah. We, I just went to Santa Clarita yesterday with Christian. We had three appointments. One of them, we'll get it, but he, we didn't sit it, but we, we closed two deals yesterday. Total of fourteen kilowatts. <laughs> Over fifty thousand in commissions. Jeez, that's crazy. And we're saving them a boatload of money. With like battery a, or no battery? Uh, they live in a with a shift because they shift. live in like a duplex area. So they were like a little worried if their if their breaker's a little smaller. I tend to do shift so that they don't need an MPU. Yeah, yeah. And if they, if I think That's their breaker is good dude. and they That's don't need nice. it, yeah, but yeah, everybody's been insane lately. John's actually, John was actually supposed to come in after you, but 
but he's not coming in today because he's in Utah talking to everybody. That's awesome. He was like, I'm trying to get those EPCs higher. I'm like, what, higher than they are now? Yeah, Jeez. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, talk about it. Because earlier you were like, yeah, you go in, you make 6000 a deal. Now it's like, we're making more than them too money. It's crazy. That's crazy. We'll take it. That's crazy. Optionality, baby. Optionality, man. Optionality it's is a smart a, thing. It is a smart thing. Smart thing. Read about it. Um, <laughs> Work-life balance. We talked about that. We talked about some habits you have. Oh, I've, I wanted to ask you, something that I struggle with um, kind of a lot is on this climb, my climb of Goat Mountain, Sometimes I get to one of these plateaus and I look around at the people that are here with me on, you know, on my level. And I've, I feel that imposter syndrome, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, do I deserve to be on this level right now? Yeah. Got here yeah. kind of fast. I see who's around me. Maybe, you know, you fall into comparison. Maybe yeah. they're doing a little more. Maybe they're making a little more. Maybe they're married, maybe whatever. Um, do you, do you at this point in your career ever still fall into any imposter syndrome? Yeah, totally. Yeah? Yeah. You got to own it though. So so I I similar to that idea of having $20,000 in my bank account and then 40,000 in my bank account. When you get that, you're again as a I I had to pay for starting 12 years old, I was doing my own laundry, I was paying for my most of my school clothes. If there was anything fun that I wanted to do, I had to pay with my lawn mowing money and my newspaper route money and you know what I mean? Like Yeah that that uh so i appreciate that that i had that as a kid um but similar to that idea of getting to those levels like is like am i really worthy of this amount yeah or is that is that really like something that i should have or not have or whatever um so it's it's totally real the thing i'll i'll say about imposter syndrome is most people have that oprah winfrey has that mm-hmm and other people have that. And then they just learn to grow. They grow into it. And it's not fake it till you make it. But it's like, just be confident in who you are. Whatever level you're at. You, when you look around and you think, oh, dude, that guy's better than me. That guy's, that's, these, all these people are better or have more or whatever. It's like, I don't deserve to be here. They're looking at you thinking the exact same thing. They're looking at you like, dang, he's he got here fast, man. That means he's really good. Yeah. Like, I'm not as good as him. It took me 10 years. It took him one. Yeah. Right, and so sure. they're they're thinking they're thinking the same thing, mm -hmm. and most people that have imposter syndrome, which I would say is most people, because we no one very few people are born into being billionaires, yeah, right, and having that kind of mentality the whole their whole life. So when you reach a level of success, it can feel like, dude, I don't know that I'm supposed to be here, and really you are, like be where you are, you deserve it, be there appreciate it be grateful for it don't settle for just that i'm a believer in jesus i believe jesus loves everybody and that the law to love is a law and and we're all supposed to love that no one can do anything that makes them extra lovable because mm -hmm. jesus already loves us but i also believe that he doesn't want us where we're at he wants us to be better yeah he wants us to he wants to take us to another level and so in, 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 in your life, if you get to a level, if you get to a plateau and you're like, dang, dude, I don't know that I'm supposed to be here. Like you're not, you're supposed to be another level up. Mm. <laughs> right. And all those other people on that same level as you are also supposed to continue to try to get better. Um, 
But anyway, that was a long-winded answer. That yes, I still feel imposter syndrome. There's people that I, and I'm grateful that I don't have the most installs mm-hmm. in solar in in the industry. But uh, it, so it keeps pushing me. And even if I did, even if I did have the most installs, I know I got people chomping it at my heels. I want to keep going better. You know, yeah. I want to keep doing more and more and more. So, of course, yeah, cool. Um, what are what are some things that you could tell the younger generation that maybe that you would tell yourself back in 2005 or 2008 um, that would help help progress you in your career? Yeah. Um, hustle to every door. You run to every door. I walk really fast. I've now. never knocked with I used you, to, I used to but run. I hear the stories. I hear you You. you briskly jog. I, I sometimes jog. If there's a <laughs> hill, I'll jog up. You just get up the hill faster. Yeah. But for young for young people in the in sales, and sometimes it's not door-to-door sales. Sometimes it's over the phone. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's a car sales guy. Be fast. Be quick. Take oppor- try to get to his try to get to the next opportunity as fast as you can. The more chances, the more swings you have at trying to hit the ball, the faster you'll get better. Inputs. Inputs. You did a training on inputs. Before. Inputs. So the more I can do, more I can swing the bat, the better I'm going to be. There was a study about a professor that that told people that uh, photography, like an art class, and there was two there was two groups of people. Two groups. One group could only take one picture and submit one picture for their whole semester. The other group could submit, could take as many pictures as they wanted, and they would also submit a picture. Okay. The one, the people that just tried to focus in on the one and only get the one picture submitted marginal work. Mm -hmm. The people that had unlimited amounts of pictures that they could take eventually started getting good. Like, oh, there's this kind of lighting and there's these things and this angle and these whatever. And they became really, really good. It's because they took a lot of pictures. Mm -hmm. And so too often young guys prepare to prepare. I'm getting ready to get ready. Yeah. Right? Like I've got to, I have to watch all of these things first before I even try it once. Not true. I have to know the perfect pitch before I, I get out there and knock a door. Not true. Bro, go out and stumble fast. And then get to the next one, and then get to the next one, and then get to the next one. The most, the, the more swings of the bat you can take at the start, the better it's going to be for you. So hurry up and get to the next swing. That's real. That's really good advice. That that reminds me of a story that I heard on my Instagram about a teacher that she was an art teacher, right? And she said she split her students into two, her class into two groups. She gave one group a fifty-pound block of clay. And said, I would like you guys to make one perfect pot. Sit here for the entire class, make one perfect pot. She gave group B, 50-pound block of clay. She said, make as many pots as you can in this class. I want, you to, I want you to run out of clay. Make as many pots as you can. And at the end of the class, the, the group that made the most perfect pot was not group A. It was group B because they put in all the reps. Yeah. And throughout those reps it wasn't the first pot that was the best sure and it probably wasn't the last pot that it was the best it was probably like the 11th 12th 13th 18th whatever yeah you know yeah um reps it's all about the reps, reps right? man reps yeah and 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 there's something to be said about also being trained properly of course right like i i also learned another another 
It was in an Asian country. I can't remember where. But the teacher, high-end music class, told parents, do not, like violin, do not let your kid pick up the violin, like once. Maybe you don't even show them. Because what happens is they would pick up the violin the wrong way, and they would spend the first two hours correcting how to hold it. So they wouldn't, they don't let them even pick it up once. They open it up at the class, and the teacher says, this is how you hold the violin. This is how you pick it up. This is how you hold it. And then because they're trained properly, then they... They went and yes. did it. But in sales, I think it's a combination of both of that, right? You've got to have good training, and then you've got to be implementing the good training lots of times. Yeah. Make lots of clay pots. Yeah. Take lots of pictures, right? Yeah. Knock on lots of doors. Even, even if you don't really think you have a pitch, start to talk to people, start to get your tongue out, You know, your tongue going around around the, uh, the thing. Not necessarily tongue out. Like I, I was a Maori warrior. I can do a pukana. <laughs> Not that tongue. <laughs> Right, but <laughs> um, you know more of the uh, just getting your tongue going. Yeah, and you'll learn what to say. You'll learn how people react to you, and you can just start talking. You know, you get better in that in that regard. So, talk to renters if you're a brand new rep too. They're the nicest. They are so nice. If you want to build some confidence, renters will always let you in. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Perfect. Just gotta talk to my home, like the <laughs> landlord. Oh, do you know him? No. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll get your you'll get your some practice in so. yeah yeah that is good it yeah is, i i think was it you somebody somebody told me to get that advice if you're ever like if you're having a bad day you have like 10 no's in a row or whatever like mark go to a door that says it's a renter and just get a good conversation get a good conversation in man yeah yeah you know get the momentum up yep um we've talked about this before you're You've had two or three or five bonkers weeks in in your career that have elevated your your legendary status. Yeah. What even if it maybe it's not one of those weeks, but what what moment in your career would you say you are the you're the proudest of? I wrote in my journal about when I won the Tesla. We did a competition for a Tesla legacy. Uh, the winner got a Tesla. When I won that, so I I went into it. There, it was like a two-month-long competition, okay? So, and you had to, you know, August, you had to, it was like pool play, like soccer. You had to get out of your pool to get into the, basically like the March Madness bracket. Mm -hmm. And then September was like March Madness bracket. And you were going head-to-head -head with people. And it wasn't like you could slack to get to the next round because everyone, I knew if I won that competition, I was the best, mm -hmm. at least the best in my company. Because everyone was going to try to win a Tesla. It's not like somebody's gonna be like, ah, I don't really want to try this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah, dude. Of course, yeah. Everybody wanted to win the Tesla, <laughs> yeah. right? And so I was like, so it it was awesome to win the Tesla, but it was even more awesome to be the best. And that's what I wanted to be, right? I, I want to be, I'm a I'm a champion, man. Like that's part of my core. And I want to be a champion dad and a champion, you know, husband and a champion member of my church and a champion friend and a champion son and a champion sales guy and a champion leader and a champion trainer and you know like that's yeah. that's part of who i am and i want to be that all the time in every area and i thought if i can win this i'm the champion in my company at, at selling and so the the last week i it took some time to get up to the last week there was some there was some strategy and there was you know just hustle right pure hustle that last week i sold 38 deals all self-gen no setters no mentees all self-gen 
Bonkers. I did 10 a Saturday. Then they didn't count Sunday, so I didn't sell any on Sunday. I actually didn't sell any on Monday either, but then I was selling three, four, five throughout the week each day. And then the last Saturday, I got 16 in a day. And I went into it that night before I'd written out all this list, and I, I told my team, I think I'm going to get 15 sales today. And I actually should have got 17. There was a guy that passed credit that I didn't get the thing that said he passed credit. And he's like, dude, I'm in. I'm ready. Let's go. Send me the information. But I didn't want to sell a, a bad account mm. because you could only have a certain amount of bad accounts. And he told me he got the email, but I didn't get the email. I got the email Monday at like 1130 before the results were out. And I was yeah. like, dude, if I lose by one, I'm going to yeah. be so mad. You oh, know, no. like oh, yeah. I just got it at the wrong time. <laughs> so it should have been 17 self-gens in a day. But that week, man, like that week, I was I won. I, I did 38. The next closest person did 34. 38 self-gens. In a day. Self-gens. Yeah, or, or over that week. And and that was like, that was amazing. That is I amazing. was the best. I was the best in my company. I, I won and I did 16 in a day. That had never been done before. The 10 in a day had never been done before. I still don't know anybody that's done 16 self-gens in a day. I'm pretty sure I know one guy that did 10 sales in a day, but I don't think it was all self-gens. So... I did this last this this year. I did fifteen self gens in a day, so that was also that pretty was at sweet. The end of an M two, I remember. Yeah, that. yeah. and an M two, and then I've done other times where I've done ten. So I, I like it also in my track record that it's not just a fluke, like a one time thing, right? I did twenty two in a day when I had a group of setters, so forty six in a week, twenty two in a day. That's a pretty good day and week, yeah. <laughs> right? And so um, anyway, that but that first time, like winning that competition, for me was really it cemented, cemented that that I can do this. Do you remember who you're going up against? Yeah. Dan, Mitch, Jed. Those were those were those are t- where are they? The top the top you know. guys. Are they still around in the in the industry? Yeah, they're still selling solar. Nice. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Yeah. And they're all mad that I have a Tesla that they don't have. Is it that Tesla? <laughs> it's that Tesla. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Um Let's see what else I got in here. And I want to address, can I address one thing you said, you talked about earlier. So please you, I'm grateful to you for calling me a goat or the goat. I don't necessarily think of myself as the goat. There's guys that have more sales than me. So I'm not the number one sales guy Mm -hmm. in pure number of sales. Um, There are other guys that have bigger teams than I have. So I'm not the number one guy that has the biggest team, right? But I want to always earn the thought that you think I'm the GOAT. I want my kids to think I'm the greatest dad of all time. I want my friends to think that guy is one of the greatest friends I've ever had. And I want to be the greatest son. And all those things where I want to be a champion that I listed off earlier, I want to be, I want to earn the goat status in those people's minds that I'm the goat, whether I'm actually the goat or not. Now, I think you add in all the things that I've got, the training, the team building, the sales, all that. Maybe, maybe I am the goat. I don't know. But I learned from somebody one time that he was like, people are going to tell you you're good. Uh, I was a bishop at church and they were like, you're a young bishop. So people are going to say, hey, you're, you're really awesome. You're amazing to be this young and to do that. And he said, you can accept the compliments because that's that's a good thing to do. You're not like, like, no, that's not not 
you know, I won't accept your graciousness, right? Yeah. That's not a nice thing to do. But don't breathe it in too much, right? Don't get mm-hmm. your head too big around the idea that you're all that and a bag of chips, mm-hmm. right? I'm still trying to get better. I'm still trying to improve. I want to, like I said, I want to earn that that to you, I'm the goat. Because if I don't earn that every day, then somebody else is going to come in and, and earn that. You know what I mean? Very so true. anyway, I'm grateful that you call me that. Thank you. I'm grateful. I don't know, I don't know that I am that or not, <laughs> but I'll accept that, and then I'm going to work my butt off to always have you think that. So... I, w- I w- you are the goat <laughs> and I will say that it's not obviously it's not just me a, a plethora of people in the industry and call you the goat and it's not be and it's not because we it's not because of the I mean it is because of the installs and the sales but we know you don't have the most installs we know you don't have the most sales we know you don't have the biggest team but you are great at, at all aspects you're the you're the perfect man. You are. <laughs> I know you're not. I know you're going to tell me you're not. You know what I mean? Nobody's perfect. Long way from that. Long, but but you are, you're such a role model to everyone as a father, as a husband, as a salesman, as a trainer, as a leader. You check the boxes across the board because there are, you know, I know that there's people with more installs, but I also know that they don't have as many friends or there's people out there that sell a bunch and then they cheat on their wives or yeah, you know what I mean yeah. there's people that run the biggest team but they don't have kids because they don't have time to they went all in on that and and you uh you 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 live our our motto of you can have it all you have it all yeah and thanks, that's why man. you're the goat man yeah you are appreciate that but do my best part of my part of my thing is I I do want to ask everybody that comes on this podcast, who do you think that the goat of your industry is? Ooh, dude, that's a great question. So if Luke Toon decided to be all in on sales, he would be the top sales guy in any company and he would crush everybody in sales. So if you wanted the goat in sales, if Luke Toon decided to put that hat on and it wouldn't take him that long, he's, he's so good. So shout out Luke. Shout out to Luke Tune. Um, you want to talk about and, and and I haven't been in the inner workings of every 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 CEO in solar, but Doug Robinson's the the goat of CEOs in solars in solars. Solars. Did I just say that? <laughs> He's the CEO of of any solar company that I know. Yeah. Like the goat of any CEO. Man, can I? That's really actually you can use this whatever. He is the goat of ceos in solar did i get it at that time nailed it <laughs> <laughs> he doug looks at he looks at things so differently doug and i are 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 about a month apart in age he's a month older than me and for the longest time we started we, we were around you know he started in 2003 i started in 2005 and i would always be like man i'm just as good as doug he just started earlier than me and the longer i've been in this I've realized I'm not just as good as Doug. <laughs> He's way better than me. He understands things different. He just like he can look at something really quickly and and know exactly what it needs to do or be done or or any of those things and and how to move the needle. He's amazing. So those two guys would be in the goat status for me. Love that. Yeah. I'm gonna try I'm trying to get Luke on. On, and maybe Doug one day. I know I know you're both busy, but we'll get you on here. Um, 
what what is uh do you even have, like if you have one what is like a personal mantra for your for ashton boswell um our our mission statement our company mission statement is real similar to to the personal mantra but my i, I mentioned it before like i'm a champion i did i i haven't done uh, a lot of breathwork classes. I'm not an expert in breathwork, but the very first time I did a breathwork class, this I was like all in. They were like focus, be all in. Was that at Breathe Degrees? At Breathe Degrees, I was there. Shout out to Breathe Degrees, and I they were doing this guided thing, and essentially you're trying to clear your mind and trying to whatever. We got the the deepest part of it. Mm-hmm. I my mind was clear, and all that came on my mind was champion, 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 and I was like, dude, that's who I am. Like that's, that's who I am. And so a mantra of mine is to be a champion every day. And if you, if, if you, if you called me on the phone, I usually answer the phone, something like this. Hey man, how's it going, dude? Good, dude. Are you winning today? Are you winning? And lots of times you're like, are you what? I'm like, are you winning? I'm like, uh, I think so. I don't know. Some, some people will answer the phone like, nah, dude, horrible day, not winning. Others are going to be like, ah, oh, it's like 50, 50 right? And, and I'm winning every day. I'm winning every minute. And I'm, and I'm going, even though if I have, I have, a, if I have an L, I take a loss. It's actually just a learn. Mm-hmm. That means I'm winning. Mm-hmm. I'm getting better. I just learned how not to do something, <laughs> right? Exactly. So anyway, a mantra of mine is winning champion. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a champion. So you are a champion, my friend. What's next for Ashton? You've done a lot. The the accolades, the achievements are built up. Yeah. You're you're sitting at the peak of Goat Mountain looking down at all of us trying to climb up. What what is what is next for you? So you kind of referenced like that thought of being on top of my game. I I want to help legacy lo- like continue to crush it. Mm-hmm. And I also want to help more people to have a positive, good impact on the world. And so I, I have non-negotiables around different aspects of my life with my relationships, with my health. Yeah. Like these are things that have to happen, no questions asked. And I thought recently I need to create a non-negotiable around impact mm. that I want to have an impact on the that. world. And I, th- I think one of them is in like a training course, like a training course or training platform or, or something, mm-hmm. particularly for new sales guys that are just getting started because all the sales trainers out there will teach you how to overcome objections. All of them will tell you it's a numbers game. But if you don't have the guts and the courage to get in the game, then how are you going to even play the game, Mm -hmm. right? So so I think I'm going to do some sort of training course around getting in the game or getting the rocket ship off the ground or something. I don't know what to call it yet. Maybe you can help me out with that. But but giving, giving more of... And if I can impact somebody, if I can impact a guy to have courage to ask a girl out on a date that becomes his wife, man, that's a that's a positive thing, yeah. right? That's a that's a good impact that I've had. If I can in, influence someone to have financial prosperity because they stayed in the game long enough, then that's going to be amazing impact. So, what's next for me is figuring out how to have an impact on a bigger in a on a bigger stage or in a bigger way. Um, that's what's next for me. Heck yeah, man. I know you'll do it. We'll talk about I'm good at I'm good at thinking about names for courses. But yeah. So you're you're talking more about like 
not even just objections or 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 you know your standard sales stuff you want to talk about like mentality on how to get into sales or not even get into sales just on how to be a better man so it'll, it'll be it like there will be principles like that mm-hmm. i'm going to talk about being a good human mm-hmm. and that i'm a good human mm-hmm. i'll talk about like you know some core things that i that i believe in um but the i think it's going to be like tailored to people that are within their first year of sales like they've started the journey but they don't really know where to go or they may not have the best training could be a car sales guy i mean it, I, my, my i imagine it'll be a lot of solar guys that will like be a part first. of it right yeah but car sales guys and pest control guys and anything that's that can be sold right if somebody gets new if they're new to sales i think i've got some really good things to help them with what better than somebody that's knocked over 200,000 doors and said got a lot of no's to teach you that no's just a word no just means not yet keep going yeah you know so that's kind of where that's kind of the thought process sweet yeah so i know you got a lot ahead of you you're a young whippersnapper still <laughs> but it, but at the end of your career when we finally hang that Ashton jersey in the rafters at the Jazz Stadium. What what do you want your legacy to be known as? Hmm. Good question. I want to be known as somebody that loved like Jesus did. That's powerful. That's it. That's what I want to be known as. And that, to some people, will look like just a good human being because they don't believe in Jesus. And that's okay if they don't believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. You can believe in... Allah or Buddha or anybody else that you know, but somebody that loved like Jesus loved. Jesus was a a figure and even people that are Muslim believe that he was a good man. Mm -hmm. I want to love like Jesus. So if I, if it was said on my tombstone, this man loved like Jesus, that would be enough. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for asking that. You, uh, you are a very loving man. (laughs) I got one more question for you. So Ev, to me and to everybody out here listening, I want to do something at the end of the podcast called Goat Goals or Goat Goat Challenge. It's called a Goat Challenge. Mm. Okay. Because this 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 podcast is for top producers or for people that want to be top producers, people that want to advance to be the 1% of the 1%. That is what this is all about. Is why I have you on. Yeah. So, what is a good goal? We are we are nearing the end of summer here. It's competition season for us. So maybe give me like a a thirty day goal for me and, and the listeners out there. Hmm. So here's a, here's a challenge. Yep. Uh, see how fast you can get to ten nos every day. When you if you so again some people. In their careers, in their job, 10 no's is a ton. Mm-hmm. And in other people, it's like, dude, I can do that in an hour. Yeah. The way, why I talk about how fast you can get there, if you're quickly getting to 10 no's, guess what's going to be in those 10 no's more some, than one day? Some yeses. Some yeses, right? And lots of people will, they, they think about, I'm just trying to get to the yeses. I'm actually trying to get to the no's. If you make the no's like, a good goal, like, dude, this is a, I, this is sick. I've got twenty <laughs> nos today. Yeah, 
Like it flips the if because usually people are like, no is equals bad. Like, yeah. Oh man, no. I don't want to get another no. Well, you're gonna get lots of no's along the way. You might as well make it something that's enjoyable. You might as well make it something that you want to get. So go hustle and get 10 no's. I like that. As fast as you can. For you pest guys, get 100. Yeah. Pest guys, get 100. <laughs> Solar guys, get 20 no's, right? Depends on how, how saturated your market is, how quickly people give you no's. But obviously, you're trying to get, trying to get yeses. So if you can knock on somebody's door and they're starting to give you a yes and you're like, dang it, Ashton told me to get a, a fast no. This is going to take a lot longer, right? <laughs> Instead of being 30 minutes, it's going to be an hour and a half because this guy wants to talk. Yeah. Talk to the dude. Of course. But the idea behind it is that if you can make no fun mm -hmm. and if you can make no a race to no, mm -hmm. you're going to race to lots of yeses. But make the no's. So, so, so for 30 days, see how fast you can get to 10 no's. I will add that to my tracker. I, I have yet to, I put doors, I put conversations, leads, the whole nine. You guys have all seen stuff like that. We're all adding no's to our stat trackers. Yeah. How fast you how can get. How fast, too. Took me how an hour fast. and 30 minutes. Took me four hours. Took me, right? That means you're doing, you're putting in the work. Cool. Hey, man. I appreciate having you on. Thanks for having me, dude. It was awesome. This was fun. It was real fun. The first ever Goat Mountain. Goat Mountain. Goat. Here we go. <laughs> it's, it's poetry.